You are listening to Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, an editorial associate here at NACM. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. First, we're taking a look at how many companies are struggling to retain staff in today's environment. According to a recent e-news poll, 67% of credit departments have lost staff to other companies due to the ability to work from home. Sina Urquhart is a credit manager at Vicor Corporation. She's been struggling to fill an accountant position that's not really meant to be done from home. The company's mentality is that they want people to collaborate and they want people to be in the office. It eliminated a lot of people. They just wanted to work from home. The job A didn't really warrant it because there was a lot of paper involved. So you were receiving information from all these different departments. So you weren't really, uh, unless you were there to understand it or whatever, you know, it would have made it more difficult to work from home for that position. Urquhart says her company's never had trouble retaining staff before, that it's a fairly new issue. Part of the problem is that the pandemic changed the priorities of employees. I think after COVID, most people are looking for a little more life-work balance, and companies have to be more attuned to that. I think that the new generation just uh, is looking for different things than what we have offered in the past. And as a company, we need to, you know, look forward. But until then, she's changing the job description of the open position in hopes of attracting workers who are more willing to stay in the office. Also happening this week, NACM economist Amy Cruz Cutts says we may be seeing the early signs of an economic downturn, as reflected in this month's Credit Managers Index. I don't think that we're in a recession yet, but I do feel like we're kind of on the cusp, maybe the inflection point, as I see so many factors continuing to affect the economy, and we're starting to see a little bit of this turbulence in the CMI. And I'll give you an example. One is that we've had ongoing Supply chain issues, these have been, you know, since the beginning of COVID, really the supply problems are so pervasive and we're just starting to see that now in the CMI. This month, it was a drastic turnaround in the dollar amount past term. And that to me suggests that companies are now kind of finding themselves caught in this changeover of consumer demand. Um, The backlog of supply not coming in, now their inventory suddenly are built up. It's kind of this, they can't they can't quite get on the right rhythm. Cut says supply and labor shortages are creating an abnormal inflation cycle that's tricky for the Federal Reserve to fight off, which means we could be headed toward a period of stagflation. The idea of, of sort of normal uh, inflation kind of situation is that it's overheated demand. Um, and when demand falls back, you get the recession. So the, the inflation falls and the economy falls sort of in lockstep. But you get stagflation when you have high levels of inflation and a recession or a slowdown in the economy. And I think we're headed for that. This problem of supply of labor, supply of materials is is the real side of the economy. Uh, That's what's driving inflation to my mind. The companies are eating a lot of these uh, price increases. And the Fed is pressured to do something about that, and they're starting to raise interest rates, which will put us into a recession. My hope is that it's kind of a shallow one and and short-lived, but the inflation rates are quite high and quite stubborn. So I do anticipate, you know, as they have promised, several more large 
uh, interest rate increases this year. So that will put us in this case of stagnant economy with inflation, hence stagflation. You can find the full May CMI report next week on our website at NACM.org. Make sure to sign up for monthly notifications if you would like to participate. The invasion of Ukraine has fueled concerns over whether China will follow Russia's example and use force to take control of Taiwan. Jay Tenney is managing director of Trade Risk Group. He says invasion of Taiwan is not an imminent threat, but it's also not out of the question. Most think that if China was going to do something in the near term that's probably been put off by what they see happening in the Ukraine. China has been um, trying to protect or, or what do you want to call that, like uh, bomb-proof the, uh, the wealth you know, that's that's around the globe that they have, you know, between them and the elites trying to bond proof or to make it sanction proof, you know, or to minimize any impact of anything like that, because it would just you would have so many sanctions going on. Basically, you you cut off all trade in and out of China. So most insurers, though, and most of the geopolitical people do not think that it's something that's going to happen in the near, near term, but they also feel that it hasn't changed China's position that they want to. But it would be, I mean, if you thought Ukraine was, emit, was a messy fight for Russia, this would be a, a bloodbath, I mean, of epic proportions. You can read the full story in the most recent e-news. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn and sign up for weekly e-news and blog notifications.